This is Business by the Bay, here to discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions. Your host, Ajay Sani. Good morning and welcome everyone to Business by the Bay, where we talk to successful business leaders and discuss various challenges businesses face and also possible solutions. I'm your host, Ajay Sani, and today's show is sponsored by Payroll Vault. It is a boutique-style local payroll service provider for small businesses. Payroll Vault fully handles the payroll tasks and take over complex payroll activity from the business owners so that they can focus on running their companies. For details, please call at 925-273-7020. Today, I'm very excited to have with me Kira Fike, who is the founder of Ignite HR Solutions, She founded this company in 2016 after her initial exposure to human resources work at Gap Incorporation and then various startup HR departments. She has over 20 years of HR experience ranging from the everyday administrative side of the business to deep employee relations, untangling harassment, workplace bullying, and other claims for her clients. Her team of consultants strive to provide outstanding service to our clients in the areas of payroll and benefits administration, employee relations, and day-to-day HR operations. She is a graduate of the Leadership San Ramon Valley Program and active in her community via the executive board of the San Ramon Valley Council of PTAs, the San Ramon Chamber of Commerce, and the Danville Area Chamber of Commerce, where she serves as the 2021 Chair of the Board. She was recently awarded the 2020-21 Danville Business Person of the Year by the Town of Danville and the Danville Area Chamber of Commerce. Sakura, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me, Ajay. So let's begin. You know, when it comes to HR, for any company, if things are done well, the companies really grow as well as the employees are incentivized to perform better. While if things are not done well, there can be severe punishment and financial losses. So can you please explain why having the correct HR practices are so important? Yes, of course. If I think the worst case scenario first, which is my job as an HR consultant, always uh-huh. protecting my clients, like, you know, if your HR practices aren't shored up, you, you know, run the risk of being sued by a former employee or even a current employee. Right. And all of those costs associated with being sued and uh, the cost of the attorneys, the cost of going to court, of your judgments, of anything coming against you can be catastrophic for a small business owner. And it can have a huge impact even on a large business. So having all of those HR strategies and policies in place so that you know what to do, when Mm -hmm. to do it, and to do it in the right manner is so important for a small business. Yeah, absolutely. And then there is this thing that business owners especially during the initial period, focus on developing products or services and marketing their offerings. Having the HR policies and proper implementation may not be on their minds. So what do you have to say to them? Yeah, the business owners need to focus on their business and they need to find experts in all these little peripheral areas that they mm-hmm. can really help impact them and their business. So HR is definitely one of those areas where having an outside expert can be, really be beneficial for a small business owner. Um, for example, an employee handbook. 
you might think as a small business owner, why do I need that? I have five employees. But the little bit of work that you put in ahead of time to Mm -hmm. get that handbook set up and have your policies in place and have everything understood will help a lot on the long run. And as you grow and become a bigger employer, you have all those policies in place. And that's beneficial not only for you as a business owner, but for the employee. The employee knows where to go when they have a question. Mm -hmm. The business owner knows what to do when a situation pops up. So putting in some of that work in the, on the front end will allow you to spend more time as a business owner selling amazing widgets, the best widgets that were ever made. And you can focus on that while we focus on your HR and on your people. Right. And isn't it, there is the law that you have to hand over the employee handbook when you hire an employee. Is that the case? There's no law that you have to have an employee handbook. Okay. And especially in California, we have a lot of very special laws just for California employers. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have a handbook, but there are a number of policies that are state-run policies that you do have to give to employees at the time of hire. And that's why we recommend that you do have a handbook so that you have them all in one place. Right. You know where they are and you know you're in compliance with all of those, all of those regulations. Yeah. Very important. And then the question comes, you have so much of experience in this area. So how do you help your clients? Yeah, we try to help our clients in every HR way possible. So we focus on the the complete employee life cycle. Mm-hmm. And that really runs from recruiting before they even begin to work for your company and before they step foot in your building or in front of your Zoom screen, as the case may be right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but before they even come in all the way through everything that they can deal with until they say goodbye to you. So onboarding and recruiting, we help our, um, our clients find the right employee for the right job at the right time. Uh, we also help help them with the onboarding, um, making sure that they have a great experience when they come in the door. And this is especially important right now when so many companies are still working from home. Uh How do you onboard that employee from their own living room and make sure they feel like they're a part of the team? So we've been working extensively with our clients on that over the past year. And then we help them with the benefits administration and the payroll administration, Mm -hmm. making sure employees have all the information that they need, their payroll is done correctly and on time. Um, And then we also deal with any of the questions and any of the problems that can come up on a day-to-day basis, any employee relations, performance management, putting Mm -hmm. together performance appraisals, building policies and plans around performance appraisals, coaching counseling for both managers and employees. Mm-hmm. Sometimes managers just don't know what to do with a situation and that's when they can call us. And sometimes vice versa, employees don't know what to do with a situation and they can call us for some guidance and some training there. Um, we also do training, um, basic management 101 training, mm-hmm. everything from, from basic training all the way to the mandated California harassment prevention training. So we do do those trainings as well. And then we help with terminations and onboarding too. So when you need to say goodbye to somebody, whether it's their choice or the company's choice, Mm -hmm. we stand by our clients and help them to do that in a legally compliant, but also humane way. So, yeah, it's like you nail it by saying humane way, because sometimes we can be very sort of robotic in the sense that, okay, this is what the process is. We are doing it and we need to do what we need to do. But at the same time, it's very important that we do it the right way and make, people feel that uh, 
that's the best possible outcome, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially as small business owners, we can get caught up in the legality of it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of small business owners have so much fear about being sued because they let somebody go. And there's more to it than that. You're, you're impacting somebody's life if you're letting somebody go. And you do need to look out for, for your business and make sure that you're making the right decisions. But I think there's a way to handle that in such a manner that the person doesn't you know, feel like dirt on the wall because yeah. they're being let go and it's done in a humane way. Right, right. So if I'm a business owner and I'm like looking for HR help or something, so how should I be looking out? Like what should I focus while finding like searching that, okay, I need some HR help because there are different types of like you can see online HR help, remote help, and then there are like, you know, wonderful organizations like yours where it's like more local, you have a team and all that. Mm -hmm. So how do people look into this aspect? It's a great question. I think what you're really looking for is a good match with your team. Mm -hmm. So you need to have that chemistry and that ability to to be comfortable with the person that you're looking to hire Mm -hmm. or to bring in. You're going to be talking about really highly confidential things with this person um, from everything from, you know, your CEO's compensation to Mm -hmm. potentially medical issues that are happening on your team. You need to be able to trust that person. So looking for somebody that you trust is huge. I think another really important one, especially in HR, is education. You need to make sure that the mm-hmm. person you're bringing in has, you know, full credentials. They understand what HR law is. Um, they've actually gone to school for it, perhaps, or ha- or had a lot of experience in in the field. But that experience is a huge part of what makes a successful HR organization. Mm-hmm. Once you've seen it once. You have that reference in your brain and you know you can go back to it. And no two situations in HR are ever the same, but we draw on our past experiences a lot in HR. So the more experience an HR person has, the better. Right. And experience matters in a lot of ways because even if we have a small business, it could be that some of the employees are working in other states. Absolutely. Especially right now. Yeah. We have a lot of small businesses hiring people. They're not limited to trying to find somebody in their same zip code anymore. Yeah. So we're hiring all over the country and there's a lot of implications to hiring employees all over the country. Like I said, California has so many HR laws and Mm -hmm. employment laws that don't apply anywhere else in the country. So it can be easier Mm -hmm. to hire outside of California, but there's a lot of things to consider when you do that. Like you have to register in different states. You have to get your payroll uh, ID numbers in every state, and you have to watch for the laws that they do have in other states, which may not be exactly the same as California's. Sometimes we're more stringent with our laws, um, but they're not always exactly the same. So you do need to make sure that you have somebody on your team that's experienced in, you know, working with other states, knows where to go to find the right information. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're only human too. We don't know everything off the top (laughs) of our heads, but we have the resources and we know where to go to find the information. Like, does Washington have a paid family leave program? Yes, they do. But we know which websites to go to and what are the official websites and what are the, the scam websites and we can help navigate that for our clients as well. Yeah, because these days it's like, all over people who were employed in a state like who were working in California or if I may say in Bay Area, they may have gone out because people are working sort of uh, from home mm-hmm. and remote. And uh, I'm hearing, I read some articles that they have moved out of 
the state and then the employer tries to adjust the salary, for example, based on, okay, you are not living in California, you are living in Texas, so then we would like to pay you the salary that is like the market rate in Texas, for example. And uh, then the employee may say that, oh, I'm still working for that organization, so whatever be the outcome, it needs to be handled based on the laws and and whatnot and proper communication, for example, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so important for employees to let people, let, let their employers know if they are moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a lot of employees moving and, you know, a month later they let it slip that they're out of state. Uh-huh. Um, and that can have some serious implications for the employer. And that's often why employees are afraid to say it because mm. they don't want to have their salary cut. Um, so I know a lot of companies are kind of giving a, a little bit of a six month break on that and mm-hmm. kind of deciding to regroup in, a, in another couple months to figure out how to do that. But, you know, it's, it is a really big deal for the employer to be able to offer going rates and, you know, rates that are reflective of the area where the person is working. Yeah. It makes more sense. I mean, that's why you hire in different locations sometimes is to make sure that you're taking advantage of those different costs of living in different areas. So it's definitely something that employers should be keeping an eye out for and watching to see if, if folks are, not in their usual Zoom background, shall we say. <laughs> it may be hard, hard with all the virtual background and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, there, there are various it's, uh, situations and, and things keep evolving. You move from one uh, scenario to other scenario and then people may not realize that uh, there are some implications the way we are doing, way from where we are doing, and uh, we need to follow the laws. Absolutely. And everything is evolving so quickly. 2020 and 2021 thus far have been the years that I've seen the most change happening for employers very, very quickly and without warning. So it's been a challenge to keep up with that. Exactly. Talking about challenges, what are the challenges you see businesses are facing from the HR point of view during this pandemic? Um, I think the better question there is what's not a challenge <laughs> lately. <laughs> yeah. um, the, you know, the HR climate and everything that we're dealing with in 2020 and 2021 has been so intense and has been something that HR, I don't think, has ever had to deal with in such a small space of time in mm-hmm. recent memory, at least. You know, we're navigating not only what to do in a pandemic, what the laws are around this pandemic, how the laws change for HR, you know, before we can ever say you need to get a shot before you can come back to work. And now we are allowed to say you have to be vaccinated before you can come back to work. Employers can make that decision, Mm -hmm. but for an HR professional, sometimes it feels unnatural for us to say you need to do this medical thing because we're so trained to not talk about employees, medical issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been an adjustment, not only for HR professionals, but for business owners as well. But we're not only navigating the pandemic, but we're navigating all of the social injustice and the social unrest that we've seen in 2020. Mm -hmm. And employers are often being tasked to determine how to solve that and how to deal with that at work in a way that employers have never had to do before, at least not in recent history. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's been, you know, the challenge has been just keeping employees motivated and keeping them happy and keeping them from burning out because a lot of employees are working longer, harder, more hours yeah. because they're at home and mm-hmm. there's not that dividing line and that commute time on either side. You don't have those bookends a lot of times. So pretty much everything about work in the last year has been very difficult. But right. I think the businesses that are dealing with that well and adapting to them and looking at the challenges and facing them head on are the ones that are thriving right now, because we are seeing a lot of businesses that are absolutely thriving right now. 
um, in addition to ones that are not, mm-hmm. but, you know, having the, you know, having the ability to deal with that and um, work at it head on is really to the business owner's advantage. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, and it, in general, it is the case that whenever there are challenges, at the same time, the challenges open a lot of opportunities too. So can you please highlight some solutions to some of the challenges? Like you just mentioned, take those on, but also are there some regulations or some help out there for both the employers and the employees? Yeah, so I think we're all pretty familiar with paycheck protection loans at this point, the PPP mm-hmm. loans and the IDLE loans. That has been a, a huge help for a lot of employers out there. There's also um, some um, initiatives for restaurants specifically and the restaurant industry specifically that are coming down the pike in the next couple weeks here too, mm-hmm. um, also sponsored by the federal government. But for employees, um, we also have California's paid supplemental supplemental paid sick leave, mm-hmm. uh, which was recently extended to cover employers with 25 or more employees. So in the beginning of the pandemic, that was only for large employees with 500, large employers mm-hmm. with 500 employees. And now they've brought that down to 25 employees or more. So that made the pool of people who get that benefit much, much larger because so many people work for small businesses. So mm-hmm. the uh, supplemental paid sick leave allows employees to take 80 hours of sick time off paid mm-hmm. so that they can get their COVID immunizations and also for them to deal with their um, immunization after effects. A lot of people are, are down for the count for the next day or the yeah. next couple days after they get their shot. And they can use that supplemental p- sick time to help cover that. They can use it for any of the other reasons as well to take care of a family member, um, to deal with their own COVID diagnosis or waiting on a diagnosis. But this new lo- this new one allows people to take that time off for their shot specifically and for mm-hmm. the after effects of the shot which is very helpful for employees. And then there's also ARPA, the American Rescue Plan Act that was just planned in, um, or it was just passed in March. Mm -hmm. That gives employers the opportunity to choose between whether or not they're going to continue to offer emergency paid sick leave. So it's giving some employers a little bit more flexibility. Some employers didn't have a lot of people that wound up with COVID because Mm -hmm. they sent everyone home and their workforce has been home and they haven't had to worry about it while other workers have been on the front lines and are exposed and are more, more open to it. And they, they still need those benefits. So ARPA now gives the employers the opportunity to choose whether or not they're going to continue to offer those and employers can choose what's best for them, which has been a benefit to them as well. Oh, so it's like totally up to the employer whether they want to offer that or not. Yeah. They need to be consistent with it. You can't offer it to one employee and not another. Mm -hmm. Um, And you should put something in writing and uh, letting your employees know we are, we are not. And there's way more to it. (laughs) So uh, don't take it just at face value here, but yeah, it does give the employer the opportunity to choose whether or not they're going to continue to offer those benefits. Very good. And uh, that also means if there is a conflict and you mentioned like different policies and laws and all that are coming from the federal point of view. How does it work in terms of if there are local laws, like, for example, the state laws or also the county law or the city laws, those come into play? So is it like who has, you know, final say? You know, that's a great question. And that's something that's been a huge challenge over the last year because we're Mm -hmm. seeing a lot of conflicts between federal, state, county, Health department, town, yeah. um, some of the cities, uh, San Francisco and Oakland, for example, have their own rules mm-hmm. and regulations about what they want to do on COVID. And, you know, there's not a really perfect answer to that. There's nothing that says that the federal government has the final say or your state uh-huh. government has the final say. 
The rule we generally go by is whichever is the more stringent in uh-huh. your area is the one you should abide by. Because as an employer, you can't go wrong if you're doing the most stringent thing possible for your employees. You can go wrong if you don't do all of the things that you should be doing for your employees. So. so- that's, that's, more... a, that's definitely one where we seek legal advice and the, okay. the advice of the attorneys because it depends on the situation as well. Mm-hmm. But having that legal advice is, is definitely, that's a key area because it has been so conflicted. I mean, there's been times over the past year where the federal government has conflicted with itself. We really do have to have some help in deciphering what an employer is supposed to do. Right. And a few minutes back, you mentioned about the sick leave, right? And in that, who pays for that? Is it like paid by the employer or it's paid by the government? It's paid by the employer. Um, okay. And then there's tax credits that the employer can get after the fact okay. um, via payroll taxes. So, yeah, it's paid by the employer. Um, and this is additional sick time. So this is an additional bucket, if you will, of time in addition to any sick leave policy that you may have as an internal policy. So you can offer two weeks of sick time as your normal policy. Uh-huh. This is an additional two weeks on top of that. So it allows people to deal with COVID and mm-hmm. deal with COVID symptoms separately from any other sick time that they may have. And once you do that, then you recorded that because of this act, we have provided the sick leave and that's why the employer is eligible to apply for the tax credit. Absolutely. And a lot of payroll systems are doing that internally on their own, which makes it really easy for an employer. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is check the right box and put in the right number of hours. Mm-hmm. And they're, ch- they're actually changing some of the tax forms so that when the payroll companies submit your tax forms, mm-hmm. it's done automatically with the IRS or the state or whichever level you're doing that on. Very good. So we are coming towards the end of the show and... Uh, You have touched upon various topics at a very high level. Is there something that you want to elaborate on, describe, or give some messages to our listeners? Yeah, I would just say as a a small business owner, the more work you can put in on the human resources side in the beginning Mm -hmm. to set up your policies, to set up your plans, to know what you want to do when a certain situation arises, the better. The more this is what HR is one of those areas where the better best laid plans mm-hmm. are the best laid plans. Uh-huh. And, you know, they're never going to be exactly like what you're thinking when you're writing a handbook, but you're going to have a situation that's going to come up and you'll have something in your handbook that you can reference it at. So just getting all of those policies in place, deciding how you're going to recruit people, working on a headcount plan, deciding when and where you want, where is important this year, mm-hmm. when and where you want to hire people um, and following those plans. The more pre-work you can do when you're thinking about your, your human beings mm-hmm. and the people that are helping you put your world together with your company, the better it's going to be going forward. So a little bit of work in the beginning uh-huh. helps pay off a lot more in the end. Right, right. So, I'm also a little bit curious, and I think this question may help definitely some of our business owners. If you may highlight, like, what kind of mistakes people make as business owners when it comes to HR, whether not hiring a right HR firm or uh, not really doing it on time, and they think that, okay, I can do it like some of the things backdated and whatnot or whatever because uh, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. So, What do you think are common mistakes employers make that they should be aware of? Yeah, the most common things that I see Mm -hmm. are, um, especially for small business owners, not having somebody who does HR at all, having the business owner do it. Um, Business owners don't have time to do HR. Right. Busy working on the company and they don't have the knowledge. Um, And they, 
you know, they're great at making their widgets, but mm-hmm. they're not HR professionals. So yeah. that's the first thing. Um, and then within that, what I see a lot of is people will Google the answers for their employment law questions. Mm-hmm. And like I said, here in California, our laws are very, very different than what they are in other states. So if you Google the answer and come up with a federal law, mm-hmm. you may still be out of compliance in California because California's law is probably more stringent. You can pretty much place a safe bet that California's law is more stringent than a federal law when it comes to employment law. So I think that that's a really important one, just making sure that people are looking at California law and not uh-huh. federal. The other thing I see a lot of with small business owners is not planning accordingly for their employees. So not having things written down leads to a lot of problems down the line. So a simple offer letter when you're bringing an employee on board, it doesn't have to be super complex, but putting something down that says, this is your start date, mm-hmm. this is your rate of pay, you're an at-will employee, and this is your manager, and this is your job title. I can't tell you the number of times when I've had employees come back you know, a year later and say, hey, I was hired to work at $30 an hour, but I've been paid $25 an hour for an entire year. And there's nothing to document it either way. So right. now you've got yourself in a sticky situation where do I back pay $5 an hour for the last year mm-hmm. to make that employee happy? Yeah. Do we have the argument? You know, So putting those really simple documents in place at the very beginning with every employee is really important. And I see that happen a lot. Yeah. And it can be very expensive. It can be. It can be. For, yes, definitely. And back pay, even if you're doing the right thing and back paying somebody, or if they decide that they're going to sue, you're going to pay even more. So quickly, what do you think are some of your key differentiators, the way you provide HR help? We try to really um, treat our clients' issues as if they were our own. Mm-hmm. We become really embedded with our clients and our clients' businesses. And we, we truly sometimes to maybe to our detriment, but we get very, uh, we have a lot of sense of ownership with our clients and mm-hmm. we treat each of those problems that they're encountering as if they're our own and with the same level of importance that we would if they were our own. So if we have an employee relations issue that comes up at midnight on a Saturday night uh-huh. and we get a call, we're taking that call. So we try to be really embedded with our clients. We're not like large HR advisory companies where mm-hmm. your clients have, your, your consultant has 50 employee or 50 different clients that they're Mm -hmm. in charge of. Each of our clients get our consultant's uh, personal phone number Mm -hmm. and email address. So they always have a person that they can get a hold of as well as mine Mm -hmm. information. We don't have 800 numbers. They don't have a phone tree that they're dealing with. They're dealing with somebody as if they were an HR manager or director on their team in their company. I think that's the biggest differentiator for us. That's uh, really nice. So if any business owner wants to contact you, how can they reach you? Absolutely. They can reach us by emailing info, I-N-F-O, at ignitehrsolutions.com or calling us directly at 415-350-3251. Excellent, Kira. This is really good information that you shared. So thanks a lot. Thank you so much for having me, Ajay. I've enjoyed this. Great. Thank you for joining us on Business by the Bay today. This show was brought to you by Payroll Vault. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You can find the recording of this show at our website, businessbythebay.live. Please feel free to contact us in case you have any questions for our featured guest or want to become a featured guest. You may send us an email at info at businessbythebay.live. Take care and have a great weekend. Business by the Bay with your host, Ajay Sani. Join us next time as we discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions.